Hi everyone, it's John. And Ben. And welcome back to Santa by the Minute, the podcast where Ben and I talk about 1985's Santa Claus movie. One minute at a time. And we have had some very long minutes we have. the past couple of weeks. We and have. I don't think we're going to be slowing down anytime soon, so I hope you like long-winded discussions of 60 minutes of a 36-year-old film. <laughs> 60 seconds of a 36-year-old film. I'm good with numbers. <laughs> I was like, wait, are we planning on talking for an hour? <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't planning on an hour long podcast today. <laughs> well, who knows? We we've been inching our way up there. We've we've only been able to do that once. Yes. <laughs> With the Mick minute. Yep. But this week we are on minute number fifty seven. And we get a little more time with Joe and Cornelia and then the wheels start falling off. The, the cart, as they say. <laughs> Literally. Literally. We'll get there soon. Yeah, Hang in there. Yeah, back it up a little. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. So the minute begins as Cornelia finishes saying, it's a great honor to meet you. Sir. Sir. Not, not Santa. Santa. She addresses Santa as sir. Mm-hmm. And Santa nods in approval like, mm-hmm, that's me. It better be an honor to meet me. <laughs> Would you like some cookies? They're from Bloomingdale's. And this is definitely a way for the writers to set up that Cornelia comes from a wealthy home. If it wasn't <laughs> obvious already. <laughs> like just to add that little extra something. The, even the cookies have to be from a high-end store like Bloomingdale's. And for a long time I wasn't even sure if Bloomingdale's, you know, if the cookies were something you could buy at Bloomingdale's. I thought it was I've, a I've clothing never... store. Yeah, I associate more like high-end clothing and uh, things of that nature. It's like, do they even, can you even buy cookies there? But but we'll solve that mystery soon. Let's talk about Bloomingdale's a little bit, shall we, Ben? Okay. Have you ever been into Bloomingdale's before? I don't think so. It's like, I think my idea of Bloomingdale's only comes from movies and TV shows about rich people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't have any around here. And I am pretty sure the only store I went into when I went to New York City when I was a kid to do all of the Christmassy things was Macy's. So uh, Bloomingdale's was not on my list. And Macy's, I only went in there to go meet Santa Claus. So Bloomingdale's is an American luxury department store chain. It was founded by Joseph B. and Lyman G. Bloomingdale in 1861. It became a division of the Cincinnati-based Federated Department Stores in 1930 under the then-president Samuel Bloomingdale. So I guess it stayed in the family all those years. I guess it definitely so. sounds like it. Mm-hmm. This is coming from the Wikipedia page, by the way. In 1994, the Macy's department store chain joined the Federated Department Stores Holding Company. And in 2007, Federated Department Stores was renamed Macy's Inc. As of January 31st, 2021, there are 53 Bloomingdale stores in operation hmm. in the United States. Where it comes into this movie is that the headquarters and flagship store are located at 59th Street and Lexington Avenue in New York City. I'll mark that on our map. (laughs) And then within the very first paragraph of the Bloomingdale's Wikipedia page, it says, In the U.S. sitcom Friends, Bloomingdale's is where Rachel Green gets her first proper break into the fashion industry. I, I want that to read, Bloomingdale's is where... The cookies Cornelia offers Santa Claus in Santa Claus the movie 1985 <laughs> came from. You know, in the book, it doesn't say anything about Bloomingdale's. 
Cornelia just says, would you like a cookie? They're delicious. Don't believe me. <laughs> That's delicious. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> she doesn't We're gonna actually. We're going to break into song. <laughs> she doesn't actually they can say sing, that part. They can dance. <laughs> so anyway, I, I have a link right here. No, maybe. Maybe. Maybe Alan Menken, because he, he wrote that song, yes? Maybe he was a fan of Santa Claus the movie, the novel, and he read that <laughs> and said, oh, would you like some cookies? They're delicious. And then that was like, boom, have the gray stuff. They're delicious. Perfect. Well, right, right after I add the thing about these cookies uh, to the Bloomingdale's Wikipedia page, I'll go on to Alan Menken's Wikipedia page <laughs> and add your story. Perfect. I just made it up. We're going to go with it. That's how Wiki works anyway. Yeah, that's how the internet works. (laughs) I've said it, therefore it's true. Okay, anyway, Ben, Mm -hmm. believe it or not, you can purchase gourmet food, like food type gifts at Bloomingdale's. And I have gone onto the Bloomingdale's website many a time hoping to find authentic Bloomingdale's cookies. Because originally I thought, oh, wouldn't it be funny if I actually ordered some cookies from Bloomingdale's? But check how much Bloomingdale's cookies cost. This is for 12 chocolate chip cookies that you can go into Bloomingdale's.com right now and purchase. Holy moly. You, you can buy a box so of 12. Ex- hold on. They are so expensive that there's a payment plan. <laughs> you can make four, four, four interest-free payments to get these cookies. These are Sally's chocolate chip cookies. They're classic chocolate chip cookies. There are 12 cookies in the box. You can take out a line of credit to buy these cookies if you want to. But it's $50 for a box of cookies at Bloomingdale's. Chocolate chip, just like in the movie. That is so, ridiculous. So I could not uh, justify uh, paying $50, and I'm sure shipping and taxes, to buy chocolate chip cookies from Bloomingdale's just for our podcast. I would... So if you... You take out interest-free payments, four interest-free payments, to pay for these cookies. But the cookies wouldn't last more than a day. So you'd have to be paying the rest of these payments for these cookies that would be gone. Because if they're $50, they better be delicious to the point where you can't stop eating them. (laughs) Well, we got the uh, breakdown of the ingredients here. Handcrafted in small batches from premium ingredients. Like, okay, chocolate chips. A luscious <laughs> version of the iconic semi-sweet chocolate chip cookie. A beloved classic. Oh, listen to these ingredients. We get the butter, brown sugar, white sugar. Then we have Madagascar vanilla. <laughs> what is Madagascar vanilla? I don't know. It better be high-end. Organic eggs, baking soda, salt, organic flour, and semi-sweet chocolate. So Madagascar vanilla obviously is just from the vanilla bean plant in Madagascar. That's where the $50 is just shipping the stuff from Madagascar over to make these cookies. (laughs) Then in the description it says, enjoy on the spot or freeze upon arrival to preserve freshness. So if you want to spread it out, you know, after you spend $50 on chocolate chip cookies... I'm sorry, but there are only 12 cookies. There will be nothing to freeze. Okay. That's not happening. 
I wish I told you how big the cookies were. I mean, if they were like, you know, like well, the really, really big ones. Well, if you go by dimensions here, it says the box dimension is 11. <laughs> <laughs> the box dimension is 11.25 inches tall, 8.75 inches wide and six inches deep. So they cannot be any bigger than six inches. So if we look at the box over here of where the cookies are. You can see that there's just a slight amount of room on all sides because you'd want them to fit in that box perfectly. You don't want them to slide around. So they've got to be a good, like, a five-inch cookie, right? I, I would assume if so. If my cookie is not five and a half to six inches, I am sending it back for a free refund. So, so we have to assume that these are the very cookies that Cornelia is offering Santa is what we're trying to say. That, that was our long way of saying <laughs> we found the cookies. Yeah, and the box is 11 point... Sorry, I'm still on this box. The box is 11.25 inches tall, and that's 12 cookies. So they're almost an inch high. So they're six inches in diameter and almost an inch tall. That's a pretty big cookie. Now you're you're almost tempting now me again I to order want these, cookies. these cookies just to see if they are actually this big because I mean and then then we could just complain you know like these cookies we, we can... are horrible and we give me can... my money back if they are not the correct we... size. <laughs> we could justify the cookies as a tax write off as a business expense, right? Because we did it for the podcast. We had to. We had to have the Bloomingdale's cookies. So after Cornelia offers Santa the cookie, he walks over to get a good look at him. And Santa is just giddy. He's like, oh, yeah, this is the good stuff. <laughs> he knows These how aren't expensive chips ahoy. they are. <laughs> These aren't those chewy chips ahoy that I get at every other house. <laughs> These are, now we're talking. These aren't those handmade by the kids cookies. These are the good stuff. <laughs> Oh boy, let me at him. Is that Madagascar vanilla in these? Yum. <laughs> he, he's so giddy, he momentarily turns into goofy. He like, chocolate chip, they're my favorite. Then he does like a little <laughs> type pose. He doesn't actually do the goofy laugh. But you could totally dub it in there. He's like, oh boy. Oh. Chocolate chip. They're my favorite. It's hard to convey on a podcast, but just con Yeah picture goofy doing his laugh and then uh, <laughs> mute the sound and then you have what santa is looking like in this scene after he sees those cookies <laughs> i have a freeze frame right now santa has his face like <laughs> my freeze frame is santa with his hands in the cookies now how big are these cookies let's take a look how big oh oh do we get to see no we don't he doesn't even eat one Oh, we don't see him pick it up. No! It cuts back to the kids. The plate could be empty. What a bummer. All right. You wanted to see a 1985 Bloomingdale cookie. Right. Or 1983 Bloomingdale I'm sure cookie. that it isn't an actual Bloomingdale cookie, though, because this was not filmed in New York. It, it does raise an interesting question. I don't know. Maybe Maybe one of our UK listeners can fill us in. Are there Bloomingdales in the UK? I suppose I could Google I mean, Yeah, I mean, we can Google we know how good our <laughs> listeners are at writing in. 
they're not going to tell us, so we're going to have to no, go do it ourselves. You know, I don't hold it against anyone. I mean, I listen to a bunch of podcasts yeah, that I've true. never interacted with. I feel like I know these people, but I've never actually, like, mm-hmm. sent them an email. So I get it, guys. I get it. Don't worry. Yeah, I get it, don't too. Worry. And there's Molly to <laughs> her weekly protest about Tabby. <laughs> Molly does not like us doing a podcast. Bloomingdale's uh, ships to the UK, according to Google. Uh, so you could get your very own box of uh, $50 chocolate chip cookies if you're in the UK. You can order them from Bloomingdale's. They ship there. You could buy them and let us know how they taste. Are they worth it? They need to sponsor our show. <laughs> Sponsored by Bloomingdale's. <laughs> Yeah, then we could get a discount code, and then maybe we could buy these cookies. As Santa is uh, picking up the cookie here, you can definitely see more light is being reflected off these pictures, obscuring who's in that picture frame. Yeah. And I don't know if it was intentional or not. I, I maybe assume it was. I don't know. It's kind of hard. I was trying to figure out what the reflection was, because it, it looks like it's a track, you know? So maybe, is it could it be the camera track? It would have to be, I imagine. You know, that... It's reflecting off something on the movie soundstage. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a track in the ceiling. So we cut back to the kids. Joe says, listen, Corny, thanks for all the good food you left me. They just met, and he's already calling her by the nickname. Yeah, there's a whole section in the book that is not in the movie in which Joe starts calling her Corny. Does it happen in this scene? Why, it does. Would you like me to continue on? Or do you want me to wait? I I would, because I have a lot of thoughts about how Cornelia must feel about that nickname. Okay. It must plague her, like, at school. Like, hey, Corny. (laughs) Okay. And then there's this kid that I just met, and you're already calling me this nickname that I hate. Okay. So, well, what is funny about this? Okay. There's a little bit here. Um... Cornelia asks Joe, are you his friend? And Joe straightened his shoulders and uh, brushing his hair from his eyes. And he goes, yeah, I help him out. Like, sometimes I drive the reindeer and uh, (laughs) then he looks at Santa. Sometimes I don't. (laughs) I love... Oh, that's that's pretty good. I wish I kept that. And then, um, then, uh... Cornelia gazed at him in wonder. Gee, she murmured. Don't you have to get home? And Joe shrugged again. Don't go to home. And Cornelia thought about a moment and and the smile spread over her face. You mean you get to stay out all night and nobody tells you it's bedtime? Lucky, she said with envy and earning. Considering the people she lived with, not having a home at all seemed... Like, just about the neatest thing she could imagine. She looked up at Joe, and from under her eyelashes, suddenly shy again, he was the bravest and handsomest boy she had ever seen, she thought, and he certainly knew the most wonderful people. Joe looked back at her, blushing slightly, trying desperately to think of something more to say to impress her. Before tonight, he had always thought girls were kind of yucky, but now he couldn't imagine why. And then he says, hey, um, Cor, he hesitated. What's your name again? 
Cornelia, she said. That's too fancy, Joe said, frowning to cover the fact that he had trouble pronouncing it. Oh, she looked down at her face. She looked down, her face falling. She had always hated the name herself. He goes, I'll call you Corny. She looked up again, grinning with delight. She had never had a nickname before. And to be given one under such circumstances was absolutely the best. And then it goes into the movie. Well, I, I, I'm glad that no one's ever made fun of her with that nickname before. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that a cute little interaction that they cut that right was. out of the that movie? That was adorable. It was. Gives their relationship. Really yeah, like it gave their relationship a little bit more um, to it, you know. This was technically in the last minute and I missed it. So this is kind of a tack on from last minute. But when um, Joe and Cornelia saw each other for the first time, and it was like, it's you and you, oh, it's you, ah, you know, that kind of that moment that they had where they recognized mm-hmm. each other. He couldn't believe that it was the red haired girl who had left dinner out for him on several different nights during the past few weeks. So I know that you had asked me in previous minutes on whether or not that Cornelia leaving the food was like a one time thing or if that was a often thing. So it looks like she has done it multiple times for him, leaving him food. And it also sounds in the book that it had only been a couple of weeks. So it kind of leads into more of it being like a Thanksgiving dinner feast that they were having. And then he she gave him food after that, even though we know the timeline's a little wonky, you know. Yeah, movie time. Well, we have to go by movie time, right. but it seems like originally... This was how it was originally supposed to go, but yeah. movie is canon. No matter what, if it's on the screen within those 108 minutes, you cannot alter right. it. Right, <laughs> right. So I guess if we could go by that, she has obviously been leaving him food for almost a year. And they've never really interacted until now. Right. It's like leaving a bowl of milk out for the stray cat or exactly. something. Exactly. <laughs> and hoping it's a cat that's eating the food, not a skunk. <laughs> So anyway, uh, Joe was thanking Cornelia for the food. And then Cornelia says, I can offer you a bowl of ice cream. He's like, Joe's been eating cookies all night. Now he's going to get ice cream. So. <laughs> he's having like the best night ever. Listen, Corny, thanks for all the good food you gave me. I can make you a bowl of ice cream. Then Santa says, um, I'll tell you what, Joe. You stay here and have something to eat. I'll see you again. You will? You mean it? Santa Claus doesn't lie, Joe. Next Christmas Eve, we got a date, okay? You bet. <laughs> Thanks for the cookies. That, that's a lot of dialogue right there. Yeah. There's more in the book. Well, you have to read it now. You can't, can't just say there's more in the book and then close the book. <laughs> and I'm going to put it away. <laughs> I'm going to be putting it away. You'll have to leave that to your imagination. So after Jin says, you bet, um, Santa turned towards the fireplace chimney and then hesitated, turning back, he said to Cornelia, Thanks for the cookies. Then searching Joe's dark eyes and small, thin face, he said, You're sure you're going to be all right. Cornelia smiled reassuringly. He'll be fine, she said, looking at Joe, too, with a brief, fond glance. Santa nodded and smiled, satisfied. Then with a farewell wave, he took a deep breath and vanished from sight. Aw, young love. <laughs> and then the movie picks back up where the book 
you know, the book goes, meets the movie again. So Santa was obviously, you know, a little concerned about Joe, you know, just leaving Joe. But then Quinny is like, don't worry, I got him. You know, like. <laughs> so long, so long, Joe. <laughs> Hope you had fun. Stay warm out there, kid. If this is the, you know, uh, going by my all-knowing Santa, it's like, this, Joe, this is a, this is a long-range uh, plan. Uh, <laughs> you have to wait a couple more Christmases, but trust me. This is all going to work out. I have I have a I have an end game for all this. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it it definitely these two kids need each other. You know what I mean? Like Joe needs someone who can help him without him having to ask for help. You know, and Cornelia does that. And Cornelia needs just another kid around, you know, to to be able to to interact with and have some sort of a relationship with because they're they're all like they're there's they're too separate in their own lives like they need they need someone now ben uh take out one of your pins and uh okay. put it in that um <laughs> because i have some supplemental material okay official santa claus and movie related supplemental material that touches upon that, and I could even bring into evidence for my all-knowing Santa theory. Okay. If it ple- if it pleases the court. Okay. But we'll we'll uh, cover that in a in in a little bit. <laughs> so uh, Santa thanks Cornelia for the cookies, and if you remember last week, we were talking about the mystery box, the present that contains the doll that Cornelia asked Santa for. Now I'm just going to recap. Uh, so Santa has this present, wrapped present, hands it to Cornelia. Cornelia is holding it in her hands when she says, is this the doll I asked for? And then she turns and sees Joe, and then Cornelia's not holding the box. Santa's not holding the box. The box is nowhere in sight. So now Santa, after thanks Cornelia for the cookies, hands Cornelia that same box. (laughs) I had to go back and look. It's like, wait a second. He, didn't Santa already hand her the box? So I go, oh, maybe Cornelia like saw Joe and like, I don't need this doll. Dropped Joe's it. in the house. Yeah, tossed yeah. it. Like, I don't need this. Bring it to someone else. I don't need this baby stuff. <laughs> Get out of here, old man. I don't want a doll. And... Take it back. <laughs> Dolls? What are you talking about? I, I'm a teenager. <laughs> so, so the box has just disappeared, but Santa has it back. Who was in charge of continuity on this movie? First the Coke can and the, I don't know. now this present. <laughs> so anyway, Cornelia's holding the box again. <laughs> Santa picks up his sack, slings it over his shoulder, gives a wink to the kids, and then poofs. Now your eyes are on Santa as he poofs away, but if your eyes like direct your attention to Cornelia, she obviously didn't hold her pose for the... Uh, poofing transition very well no but the 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 good thing about cornelia's poofing transition though is it works well because even though it is not exactly the way it was when he was there to when he isn't there it, it it's almost as if she is moving it to be under her arm you know what i mean like the cut is so slight that it's like a crossfade. Right. If you're, if you're trying to picture it in yeah, your head, yeah. just us describing it. She's like holding it, it one way and then it like cross dissolves and she has it under her arm. Right. But it's, you know, it's so smooth and clean that you wouldn't really pick up on it unless you're us. 
going through because normally it most a, human yeah. most human beings watching this movie your eyes are directed at the you know santa poofing out yeah. the chimney you're not looking at the, the side of the screen with the kids holding the and box. you can't even see joe in this in this horrible version of the dvd that we're using to do this podcast you he blends completely <laughs> into this to the tree to the yes, house the picture is so dark he, you can't even see him there you know like there there are times where i lose him in the scene like i can't even i can't see him unless he moves his head just right I'm like oh there he is <laughs> i can't find him it was horrible Anyway, so also what I want to say about this whole thing. Now, I had a pin put in a discussion a couple of minutes ago about Santa's big, huge present sack here. We, we, have, we have a lot of pins. <laughs> we do. We're gonna... <laughs> they're, and they're all just in our brains. So the why, <laughs> again, I ask, why does Santa need to be bringing this ginormous burlap sack full of toys in to cornelia's townhouse when she's only getting one box. there's only one kid with one box in this townhouse so why does santa need to be bringing all of those gifts with him to inside the house can't he just grab hers and go and the way he lifts, I mean, the way he tosses that up on his shoulder, it's got to be filled with bricks. Like, he's like, whoosh. It's like, no wonder he's fallen asleep in his soup. I mean, he's doing extra work that is not needed. Now, the last house, I could understand if he was going from unit to unit. But here, he is not. He's just going Cornelia to the roof. Cornelia to the roof. Like, he doesn't need this. <laughs> This is just unnecessary work for Santa. <laughs> so after Santa poofs yeah. out of the house, we have a shot of Joe and Cornelia. Joe says, What a guy. Excellent. But before we leave the kids and the townhouse and Santa and everything, we have to bring up that Carrie remembered how proud she was that when TBS aired this movie at some point, they cut a Christmas-related promo together that ended with Carrie saying "excellent" or Cornelia saying "excellent." Rather, I've been we've been scouring YouTube in hopes of finding this old TBS promo. Yeah, we can't find it. We haven't had we, we haven't had luck yet. No. At, at some point in the '90s, uh, TBS just was like all Christmas story all the time. Right. Uh, Santa Claus movie didn't stand a chance. Mm -mm. Before we move on to, because the, the next half isn't related to this no, half at all. No, it's well, not. So let me bring my evidence to the table here. Okay, I'm listening. So there is a children's book based on Santa Claus the movie, released in 1985, officially licensed, it has the Elf Made logo on the cover, called The Boy Who Didn't Believe in Christmas. And it's and it's based on the past couple of minutes that we have covered in the film. It's interesting to note on a side note that this one is done in illustrations. Every other Santa Claus the movie storybook I've seen is uh, photos from the movie, hmm. like stills from the movie. And I have to wonder if that's because they wanted they had to cover up all the product placement because it begins with uh, Joe pressed up against the window drooling over food. 
But in the storybook, it's a bakery window. Uh, and you see, like, gingerbread men and stuff. It's not McDonald's. Yeah. And when Cornelia's putting out food for Joe, uh, she's putting out a glass of milk. Mm-hmm. She's a lot more health conscious yes. in the in the storybook. Yeah. So I'm wondering if the only reason this was uh, illustrated, they hired an illustrator, was because, like, oh, man, we can't have McDonald's and Coca-Cola all over our kids' book. Right, probably. But but anyway, that, that's, that was a side tangent. Um what is interesting is like uh, Santa picks up Joe. That plays out like in the movie. And when they get to Cornelia's house, um, Santa goes. She only asked for one thing on her list: a friend. And I'm I'm going to read from the very last page of this book. Cornelia and Joe did become friends, and they went on to have many adventures together. They saw Santa again, just as Santa predicted. He had brought them together. He gave each of them what each wished for the most, a friend. Sometimes friendship can be the best gift of all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Cornelia, I guess, didn't ask for a doll in this particular book, but asked for a friend. So me, you know, if you go by my all-knowing Santa theory, maybe Santa knew. Santa knew. No maybes about it. Santa knew that Joe needed a friend. Cornelia needed a friend. Bam. Then why'd he give her a doll, too? She only she wanted asked. one thing on her list. A friend. Well, well, remember, in the film, we can't deviate from what's in the film. Apparently, in the film, movie Cornelia asked for a doll. Maybe she asked for but both, in, a in, doll in, and a friend. And Santa was like, oh, I'll be extra generous and give you both. There we go. Let's, let's go with that. Okay. So, so anyway, uh, the boy who didn't believe in Christmas is uh, where where we learn from Santa that friendship is magic. Well, that was random. So, so, so Ben, now we are in the next part of our particular minute. Yes. We cut to what we have to assume is Christmas Day itself, or at least uh-huh. a day or so after Christmas. Yep. There's no snow on the ground whatsoever. Nope. But there are no decorations to be seen. There's no, you know, you'd think there'd be maybe something out on the lawn or a wreath on a door or something. This looks like it was filmed in, like, October. <laughs> look, how, look at all the leaves on the ground. Mm-hmm. This looks like it was filmed in the fall. Yeah. Well, that is because this is actually takes place in Dallas, Texas. And, um, you know, they don't, Dallas, if I, if I'm remembering correctly or know my geography, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure their winter is kind of like our fall where it's just, it looks fall. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. I, I, I can believe that. And I, I guess in Texas, they also take down their Christmas decorations extremely early. Maybe this family just doesn't have anything outside. So we're outside of a house. I, I Now I know that it was in Texas. Yes. Mom is standing closer to the house with her, like, her arms crossed. Not not, not that she's disapproving or anything, but she's just observing Dad uh, helping his daughter onto one of the patchomatic produced ride-on scooters. Yes. Dad is uh, urging daughter, you know, like, oh, come on, come on. It's easy. Then we see a different girl coming down the same sidewalk on a different Patchomatic produced uh, ride-on toy. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you know, if you know, this movie should have reminded us that this is what Santa's distributing this year. Like instead of that fishing rod, mm-hmm. like he should have been dropping yeah. off one of these things. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't drop off any of the stuff that Patch makes. This is like a reminder. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, those are the things that Patch made. <laughs> the last twenty minutes, you've been watching me hand out things that you could buy at a store, but uh, Patch makes this stuff. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> The front wheels come off the other girl's scooter. She has one of those, like, push, yep. like, like the pump action ones. Yes. <laughs> and, like, the whole front just collapses and she falls down. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, cut to the uh, other girl. The, the dad's like, yeah, you're, you're doing it. That You're doing great. And then the wheel falls right off of this thing. Yeah. Clunk onto the ground. And our minute ends. Yes. Now, I have a little bit from the book. So, okay. um, this does take place in front of a suburban house on a sunny street in Dallas. The characters are a little different, but the basic gist is still there. You know, a boy was riding a bike and, you know, toys are a little different, but this is the same scenario. But what is happening back at the North Pole is uh, Santa slept peacefully in his bed more satisfied than he had been with a christmas eve journey in many a year not only had he met two exceptional young people who had added fresh meaning to his journey but he had delivered patches mass-produced toys to more children than ever he was secure in his rest thinking that next year patch would easily meet his ever-increasing needs for new toys as he slept boys and girls around the world were waking up and opening their presents from Santa, then rushing outside to play with them. And one after another, they found that the toys, which had looked so shiny and perfect, were actually fraud, ready to fall apart in their hands. And before Christmas Day was even over, children everywhere would wear frowns at the very mention of his name. Dun, dun, dun! We will have more... To say about defective toys next week. I do just want to add that I feel it is very wasteful of these parents who are taking... Ben, you're getting... You, no, you're getting ahead okay, of yourself. fine. All right, I'll hold More it. pins. Take out your pins. Okay, okay, okay. Put the pins back in. Got it. So anything else to add that we can talk about this particular minute? <laughs> no. Anything that happened on the screen in these 60 seconds? I guess not. I guess not. I know we just want to keep talking about what happens <laughs> next, but... You have to come back next week. We've already gone on long enough. I know, I know, I know, I know. So, Ben, if anybody wants to reach out to us on social media or follow us, see what our latest, what's latest in the world of Santa Claus the movie, where can they follow us? You can follow us at Santa Minute on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can email us if you have any comments or questions at SantaByTheMinute at gmail.com. And Ben and I post a brand new episode each and every Wednesday. And as always, you can listen to any of those episodes. Ha-free!